Hey, it's Krista from Lutharo, and you are listening to the Miserable Failure Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Miserable Failure Podcast, brought to you by Krusty Media, and I am your host, Michael Krusty. Thank you for tuning into this episode, episode 41, wherever you're listening to it, Spotify, iTunes, just on the web, wherever you are listening to it, please, please, please click a link to copy it and, you know, share it with your friends. Send it to your mother, send it to your father, send it to all your friends, post it on your Facebook, post it on your Instagram, post it on your TikTok. Give us a share. It would really, really help us. Let everyone know what's going on over here in this corner of the internet, the Miserable Failure podcast. All right. The next guest I have on this episode is Krista Shipperbottom from the band Lothoro. They are from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Fantastic thrash metal band. We get into detail about their new album coming out in October. But first, I want to play you a song that got me into them. This is Blood Lightning.
How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Congratulations on all the success the band has had up to this point, because I feel like as a person who's kind of watching from a distance, you guys are doing awesome things. Thank you. Yeah, we've been working really hard. And like the last few months have been like super stressful for us, like studio music videos, trying to get all the PR stuff together. It's just been crazy. (laughs) It's cool that you guys do everything yourself. I used to be in a a metal band back in like the 2000s. And I used to play shows with the bass player, Chris Pacey. I used to play shows with his band all the time. And then when I saw him in a new band, I'm like, oh man, how does he doing that? It's just, I don't know (laughs) if my body could handle it, you know, at my age. He's got his second wind. He does for sure. I I forget what the band was called. I think it was Dead. Dead to Rights? Yes. So is this your first band? It is, yeah. My first and my baby. <laughs> what got you into heavy metal? Why why are you singing heavy metal now? Why are you in a heavy metal band? What what <laughs> um well it all started back in high school. No. Um well actually though, um I started getting into metal in high school and I always wanted to be a musician from when I was younger. I always wanted to sing. At that point I didn't know I wanted to scream because I mean, like as a kid or even going into high school and stuff, that that stuff was just not my thing where I thought it was scary or whatever until I got into like later in high school. And I was like, wow, OK, I get this and I really resonate with this because um, I always liked heavier music. But the screaming was kind of iffy for me at first. It took a few bands to really get me into it and it had to be melodic. Yeah, just hearing like friends introduce me to a lot of metal bands and stuff in high school. And I, it was just something that, once again, I really resonated with and felt power in. And it was like, I always was searching my whole life for my place in music kind of thing. Because like, I like so many different genres. And when I heard, when I heard Megadeth, that's when I was like, ah, this is it. This is the sound I want. Okay, we're going for this. And then it all just kind of fell into that's places. What's yeah. the, which Megadeth? <laughs> album or what song was the first the first song i heard believe it or not was sweating bullets which is not even like an older song or anything it was just like it's an older song it is but it isn't it's not like one of their like like it's not like symphony or like something like that you know it's not like definitely it's different too it's like him yeah it's a weird song you know and i think like the weirdness was what got me into it that and like at the same time I was listening to a lot of System of a Down and stuff like that too. So I think like the weirdness of it was what I was like, ooh, this is yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah. You don't really hear the definitely not the System of a Down kind of weirdness in Luthoro. <laughs> no, not at all. But I mean at that point, like I was I was younger too and more crazy and yeah. <laughs> We've grown up a little bit <laughs> since then. <laughs> well d- even from going from Unleash the Beast to Wings of Agony. Like- yeah. Yeah. So like even just going from those two EPs, it's so different. You can tell the musicianship is just and the production and everything is just night and day. Blood Lightning is the chorus. The way you sing the chorus is just so catchy. It just like <laughs> it just resonates. Right. And then I try to figure out like the lyrics are on. I have the lyrics here, actually. Can you explain what that song's about or what is it? What are you trying to sing about? What does it mean to you? Um, That song is like you're just like giving it your all in your dream or your passion. You're just never seeing like the light at the end of the tunnel, but you're willing to do whatever it takes. You're like, destroy me. I don't care. Just give me my dream. And I think just like, I don't care if I get just mentally and physically destroyed in the process. I just want this so bad. Probably for myself. And I'm going to speak on your behalf, but I think that is, I want to do music for the rest of my life and I don't care how, what, yeah. 
Yeah, cool. Exactly. Okay, that's, so that's right. like that, and I think yeah. that's why it resonated with me. It's definitely one of my faves. The video, I mean, I'm a video guy. I've been hounding you guys for a long time. Hey, I want to make a music <laughs> video, but I know, I know you have a guy. Um, no, we're not gonna cheat on Joe. <laughs> no, I, I know, and it's cool. He's I've talked to him, he's a great guy, and uh that video's badass. And then the other video has got like thousands of views. What is it? It's at two hundred and and twenty-one thousand views for Wings of Agony, which is just amazing for an indie band. I'm just I'm just blown away that record labels aren't throwing money at you guys yet maybe they are and you don't want to tell us i don't know not yet unfortunately but we'll see i hope so <laughs> you're a thrash band that's am i right am i wrong in saying that you're a thrash band right we've honestly we've gotten so many things like people will call us thrash melodic death metal power metal like it's just like a kind of a child of all of those genres put together but do you always get lumped in with like unleashed archers and arch enemy and, and ginger and all those other bands 100 percent a lot of it is too, like, especially with Unleash the Archers and Arch Enemy, we take so much from those bands. And like, there's a lot of little things in our songs that you'll notice are brought on by those bands or a reflection of them. But when it comes to like, I love Ginger. They're one of my favorite bands. I probably listen to them like every day. It's also like, we get lumped into that, but we also sound nothing like them. No, you, you don't know? sound anything like them. Yeah. It's like, I love them and everything, but it's just, we're com- two completely different genres. But yes, because we're a female-fronted band, we get lumped into that. And it doesn't make sense. (laughs) I hate that. I hate that term. Like, to me, it's that's not a genre. Female-fronted isn't a genre. Agreed. How important is it for you and for the band to represent you as like a female? Like, yeah, we have a female in the band and she kicks fucking ass and she probably does more of the work and heart and works harder than everyone else in the band. Well, from the beginning, like Victor, he started the band and he wanted a female specifically as the vocalist. Like he really loved Nightwish at the time when he was in high school and wanted something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Like we don't really think too much into it. Just like me being female. It's just kind of like your vocals kick ass and that's cool for us. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. You just exactly. work hard and you, you earn it and that's it. You know, I, I definitely feel that. And uh, you guys have, I think you played with Unleashed Archers, right? We have. Yes. I am like, I was like butterflies the whole time. I am a huge fan of them. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Has Alyssa ever like been in touch with you guys or anyone from art, uh, like uh, Arch Enemy or any of those other bands? They haven't gotten in touch with us or anything, but um, like we've messaged like Michael Lamont, like Victor has chatted with him over like Facebook. We've met them a few times, like just hanging out by the tour bus and everything. And we've had like good conversations with them, but nothing on like a friendship basis or like a reach out basis for sure. Nothing like a take us on tour already. Yeah, right. (laughs) That would be nice. (laughs) Very, very soon. You have a new album out and I'm going to get you to pronounce it because I don't think I'm going to pronounce it correctly. So (laughs) what's the new album called and when's it coming out? It is called High Rife and it's coming out October 15th. October 15th. And that's going to be independent release. Yes. What can you tell us about it? We experimented a lot on this album. Like we had so much time to write it. So... There is just a really huge mix up of genres and things thrown in there. Like there's one song that's very heavy and like thrashy and then it has like a rock and roll ending. Like it's just, it's all over the place and it still has that kind of Lutharo-esque sound, but we just made, like brought it further 
it's different because I feel like I didn't write this album based upon my personal emotions. I kind of took, I just like seen people around me going through things and I got inspiration from that. So kind of like third person perspective. I could relate it to myself, but like, I feel like Wings was way more personal, taking it straight from my life and my struggles. And then this one is kind of almost like you're writing stories based off people, you know, and, and things that have happened to them. And, but exactly. things that people, everyone can relate to. Can you 100%. name all those people that you wrote the songs about? I'm just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> they would not no. appreciate it. No, no. <laughs> you guys were definitely experimenting with time signatures because I know like I watched some studio updates and there's like a song in 6-8 that you guys are doing. So mm-hmm. there's different things like that too. Yes, all over the place. <laughs> also, I'm doing like a completely different form of screaming on this album too which I had mentioned at some point in a few interviews because like I used to false chord scream and it was weird. I don't know what really happened. It kind of just stopped working. I had a lot of sinus issues. So it was just like when I was doing lessons with Melissa Cross, she had explained it as like your false chords can't really move and flap around because there's so much mucus holding them down. So they're like wet blankets. So I had to completely change the way I was screaming because my vocal cords were fine. There was nothing wrong with them. I went and had them looked at. My clean singing was fine. It was just all of a sudden that. So I was going through that all year and completely changed my vocal style within this, the time that we released this album, which was a few months <laughs> before we started recording. <laughs> so is it like more of a growl or is it is it cleaner? It's like um, a fry scream. So I would compare it to like, I took a lot of inspiration from Randy Blythe and Alexi from Children of Bodom, obviously. So it's kind of got more of that kind of sound. And Randy, I know he's been, in the past, he's taught a lot of people that I've met before about how to sing that kind of way. So yes. it's definitely like a, a style now too that a lot of people do. That's cool. I can't wait to hear yes. that. That's <laughs> it's definitely different for sure. Yeah. How many songs are on the album? There are 10 in total, but like that's, with the intro, <laughs> whether you consider that like a full song or not, but yeah, it's a ten. Yeah, it's a metal <laughs> album, so there's definitely yeah <laughs> uh, an intro as yes, <laughs> there always course. is. Yeah, you gotta set it's, the tone, you know. <laughs> is it just keys or what is it? It's orchestration and us playing as well. It's a little mix of both. Just like an atmosphere mm-hmm. type thing. Yeah, so. exactly. Kind of like <laughs> the beginning of Holy Diver meets <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, the beginning of Holy Diver, I always. I always have to fast forward it like oh my god I know the first minute and if it's ever on just randomly on my playlist I'm like what's playing what is this and then I'm like oh it's it's, like just ambiance and then it gets to like that swell and you're like okay finally (laughs) yeah like come on Dio make that a separate track I know know? right (laughs) you guys did it with Tyler Williams is that correct yeah in uh in the schwa Yes. In, in the in the Oshawa area. Indeed. How was that? <laughs> well, driving back and forth wasn't fun. Yeah, because you're in um, Hamilton, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, did you guys take the 407 every time? The bill would be massive if you did. <laughs> no, we didn't. For like guitars, the guys stayed there and same with drums. So it was all done in like one weekend. For me and um, Chris, we drove back and forth just because I couldn't do like, because I was doing like five hour sessions at a time. I was like we had to at least have a day in between for me to like have a rest day. So we were driving back and forth for us constantly, but it was good. Like Tyler's awesome. This is my first time recording vocals with him and it was an awesome experience. Super relaxed. The way he does everything was just 
like super encouraging. He was just such a chill guy. I don't know. Like you, you never feel like, oh crap, this sounds awful. Like it just, he just makes you feel really good. And just keeps um, it positive. Yeah, exactly. You never like get in that part where you're like down on yourself, you know, because a lot of people do in the studio, you hear yourself very clearly. And sometimes things that you didn't realize were happening, all of a sudden it comes out and you're like, oh no. And it kind of mentally messes with you. So you recorded the drums and both guitars in two days? Mm -hmm. Two days? Wow. Ten songs? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, we had one day of setup. And then like kind of like a half day of like recording, but then yeah, two full days of guitars and drums and done. <laughs> really? Like like leads and everything? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, Hammered it out. <laughs> yeah, that's oh wow. I'm I'm <laughs> in shock. I, I'm, I'm excited to hear <laughs> we it. We were very well practiced by that time just because we had so much time, you know. So we're just like, all right, let's get it done. <laughs> yeah. I guess that makes sense. Where did you record the last EP? Guitars and drums were done with Tyler, but bass and vocals were done with John, our guitar player. Okay. Yeah, it's sometimes so, easier. Yeah. You don't have to go further away. And, um, 100%. And it was just like very nonchalant too, because we could just pick up and be like, all right, let's do some vocals today or let's do this today. You didn't have to make the drive. And yeah, it was good. And sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad because... Like you said, getting everything done in two days, you don't have time to think about adding all these extra things. Whereas if you... Yeah, it's not yeah. as relaxed, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, let's get this done. Yeah, Tyler's been getting like so much exposure lately. Like everyone's asking. We had to make sure we booked our slot because he's super busy, so... Who else has he worked with that people might know that are listening? He does a lot of stuff for Lindsay Schoolcraft from uh, Cradle of Filth. Well, ex-Cradle of Filth now. A lot of local bands that are around, obviously, Raider now. And he obviously recorded his own band, Sledgehammer, and stuff, too. He was in Sledgehammer. That makes sense. Yes. Did he do um, Did he do Shot Down twice? Do you know that band? Um, Jeff Wilson's yes. band? Yeah. Yes, yes, he did. Yes. I remember him talking about that, actually. It's all <laughs> coming together now. Yes. <laughs> what are you guys going to do once the album's out? Is Are you hoping that there's shows by then? We're praying for that. <laughs> But you just never know. We're, yeah, we're kind of um, just in a limbo right now where we're like, we want to message venues and stuff, but we don't really know what to do because we don't want to book something so far in advance and it not happen and then like post stuff again and be like, you know, it's so hard. Yeah, you just don't know what's going on. We're hoping as soon as we can, we're going to play shows. Obviously, we want to tour. We want to do all that stuff. So So have you guys toured previous like before the pandemic did you guys do any touring or was it just kind of like local stuff only mini tours like local stuff and the furthest we've gone is like ottawa and montreal because we were supposed to tour and we had things lined up for a few different places and then obviously the pandemic happened so we couldn't really do much but um yeah we're hoping to actually do like a north american tour and hopefully europe as well we'd love to go to europe i think europe would just like eat you guys alive they would love (laughs) yes honestly when we are selling merch and stuff most of our stuff is going to europe majority of it a lot of people from sweden germany france and like canada and the states are probably the least (laughs) which is so funny canada is it's such a hard market especially for heavy metal it's such Mm -hmm. a hard market to get into yeah i think between canada us and and just like all of europe Europe is probably the, 
the easier of the three because they just embrace metal, right? Yes. Great for the war! Your great dynasty's going to burn! 
I guess before we go, I do want to ask you some questions just about heavy metal in general, just because mm-hmm. I want to pick your brain and I like asking questions. So are you a Zeppelin fan? Of course. Or- no, no, no. This is, this is, this is I was like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Zeppelin or Black Sabbath? Okay. When it comes down to that, Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath is my all time favorite. I'm, so. I'm right there with you. So are we talking Aussie or Dio? I mean, I like both, but I would have to go with Aussie. I feel like that is the Black Sabbath sound to me. Which one's your favorite album? The first one. Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you also listen to other stuff besides heavy metal, which I mean, mm-hmm. most metal, most metal kids, most metal, metal kids, most metal heads listen to other music too. Would you say you're a Beatles fan? Do you like the Beatles? I'm not crazy about them, but I do like them. I don't hate them and I don't love them, but I like but, them. Yeah. I like you heard it here songs. first. You heard it here yeah. first. She hates the Beatles. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Do you like punk rock? No. Or yes, I don't know. Like in between. I'm not, I'm not against it. I'm not typically for it. It doesn't. Yeah. Like I don't hate it, but I, I it wouldn't be something that I would put on. Yeah. By myself. You, you can, you can have opinion. You don't have to, you yeah, don't have to hold no. back. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel. I mean, I'm neutral about it. Neutral. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're Switzerland. I've interviewed a lot of punk rock people and metal people and there's people that kind of love everything and then there's guys mm-hmm. that only like punk and nothing else and then there's people 100%. that that's how that's how it goes and then there's people like me that likes I like the punk and I like the heavy metal and then I love the crossover in the middle like all that stuff in the middle like mm-hmm. uh municipal waste is just is is it punk or metal but it's fucking awesome I don't know yeah exactly <laughs> so you said you kind of got into Megadeth first so mm-hmm. would you say you're more of a Megadeth fan than a Metallica fan <sighs> that's a hard question because I feel like Megadeth holds like a special place in my heart but I do love Metallica what metalhead doesn't like Metallica <laughs> so I mean it, that's a difficult question I feel like I would lean more towards Megadeth, I guess, because they're like my first metal band. Okay. I'll say. I'll allow that one. That's a good answer. When you like you, you turn on Spotify or iTunes, you have playlists or, and you just play, like you listen to more songs and albums. Yes. hundred percent. I have like music ADD. Like what? (laughs) Like I, I don't know. I wouldn't say, and this is kind of stucky because we should be listening to like an album from beginning to end. And a lot of people don't anymore, you know, but I just, I listen to so many different things all at once. So yeah. But that's, that's the freedom of music. You can yeah. literally do whatever you want. You can play whatever you want. You could listen to whatever you want. You could write the songs whatever you want. I definitely have playlists on Spotify that are just like, it's like children about them. And mm-hmm. then like a Jay-Z song. Yeah, that's that's me too. And that, this is where exactly where I'm coming yeah. from. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I totally get it. Okay, I have to ask this. I talk about this a lot. I'm sure the people listening are probably sick of me talking about this. But what are your thoughts on Metallica's St. Anger album? Okay, that's where... Draw the line there. Yeah, I'm not crazy about that one. I never really got into that. I don't know. It's just, it's a little strange for me. I don't yeah. know. You're more of an old school cat, I feel like. Like yes, you like the 100%. yeah. Yeah. Pan- <laughs> Where do you lie with Pantera? I love Pantera, but once again, choosing an album that's meh, but I don't know, just know a lot of their songs basically. <laughs> 
where can everyone listening find your band and information on the band and your music and how can they pre-order your stuff or get ready to buy your stuff? Is it going to be on vinyl? Go for it. We've gotten so many questions about vinyl. Oh my goodness. So I guess we're going to have to do that at some point. You should, um, you should do vinyls for sure. Yeah, we have gotten so many people asking us, even like as soon as we released the photo of the album artwork, people were on our butts about <laughs> vinyl. So that may be coming, but yeah, we have our own website, the, our big cartel website that has all of our merch and like physical copies of CDs and everything. You can also stream our music on basically any platform. We're on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Try and support the band as, as, as much as you can. That's the best way to do yes. it. Yes, go to and, our website. <laughs> yeah, and that's just Luthoro. Is it Luthoro.com? Yes. October 15th. Yes. Luthoro's new album. Get it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Krista. <laughs> Thank you. Oh yeah, that was a great conversation with Krista from Lutharo. So thank you so much, Krista, for hanging out and chatting with me. You are an absolute sweetheart. Thanks to all the guys as well in Lutharo. You know, I wish you nothing but success and uh, love and all that good stuff there because I think you guys are going to do a lot of great things. And anyone who's listening, you're interested in the band, go to Lutharo.com and pre-order the album. Pre-order it. I cannot say this enough. Please, I'm clapping. Can you hear it? Please, please support all the local bands you can. Music is extremely, the music industry is going through an extremely hard time. A lot of bands, a lot of friends I know are really, really struggling. So if you can, if you have the means, please support them because it would absolutely mean the world them. Before we go, I want to say thank you to Steve Risen for being the technical producer on this episode and all previous episodes of the Miserable Failure podcast. He works out of Drive Studios in Toronto, Canada. And here we go. I'm going to play you one more song. This is Lost in a Soul by Lothoro. See you next time.
Unite and party on! No stairway. Denied.